This is Hearts of Oak Podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And hello, Hearts of Oak. Thank you so much for joining us once again for a pre-record coming to you a few days before. And it is someone who I've watched on Twitter and um, used different stuff. And actually, we're going to get involved in um, some of the stuff that Charlotte has talked about on Twitter, um, comedy is coming up, all of that. But Charlotte, the Baroness of Burnley, it's great to have you with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me, Peter. Really, really privileged uh, to be invited on. Um, yeah, how are you doing today? Absolutely wonderful. All the better for having you on. So thank you for joining us. Um, and you can obviously find, uh, you can see at the bottom, at Charlotte Emmett UK uh, is her handle. So go and make use of that if you haven't already. Um, and we certainly have. Now, uh, before we jump into um, some of the stuff, and I think it was certainly the never forget these people. That was, I think, probably our team had noticed. But before we get into that, I'll give it to you to take a moment and introduce yourself to our viewers and listeners. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, if you don't follow me already, I'm notorious on Twitter um, currently. I am under Charlotte in the UK, as Peter just said. Um, just a normal girl um, who is against all the lies and the tyranny. Um, I saw through it quite a number of years ago and um, I... I've just taken it from there. Probably gone through some extremes in in a way. Um, and so, yeah, as Peter was saying, uh, I got more of a following a few months ago when I um, started a, a, a theme called Never Forget These People. Um, we're two years into the COVID lies and I think it started with uh, a, a memory popping up on my phone of, um, from a daytime TV show called This Morning in the UK. Um, do you want me to carry on with this? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was of a lady called Bev Turner who was getting absolutely vilified by the daytime TV presenters um, for stance on what was going on with COVID and lockdowns and things like that. And it was just anybody going against the government narrative was shot down, especially on daytime TV shows here and in the USA, so I compiled quite a number of clips to expose these people, so to speak. People have short memories, and and it did go to show that you know people go, oh yeah, that happened, that happened, and it kind of went from there really. And I'm I'm still doing it now. It had a, I had a little lull, but I'm still I'm still doing it now and determined to show these people up. Absolutely. What what were you doing beforehand? Before all this. All this shit really happened, I guess, to put it mildly, in the last uh, 30 months. Um, what what kind of stuff were you posting? Now? What kind of stuff was catching your interest? Where kind of was your um, was your head in terms of interest that you were posting? A, yeah, that is a good question. So um, a few years ago, I started working from home. And prior to that, I was probably a bit of a you know mainstream uh, news junkie. I used to watch Sky in the morning while, with my breakfast whilst getting ready for work um, and I had more time to 
watch things on say YouTube and uh, just educate myself on, I think it was at the time actually of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump going head to head. So there's quite a lot of content on YouTube that probably isn't even there anymore to be fair. Um, just, and it, I kind of educated myself on who these people actually were, who Hillary Clinton was. I remember what there was a, a documentary called uh, the Clinton Chronicles by a guy called Larry Nichols, who used to work for her. Mm. And it kind of like opened my eyes into, you know, what what she was being portrayed as, you know, she, she was almost glorified and still is on um, American and UK TV. I remember Zoe Ball, the Radio 1 presenter, calling her a dame and, you know, all <laughs> thickens me now um as you can imagine and yeah it just it just um snowballed from there really there's a lot of you know rabbit holes i went down i stopped buying heat and okay magazine i, I can't i can't uh bide celebrities really any, anymore um yeah I, I was a kind of a, a a celebrity junkie in a lot of ways for many many years and which is ridiculous looking back but we know why, why they're there um yeah. And so, yeah, I was almost trying to shout it from the rooftops like seven, six, seven years ago. Um, nobody cared. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, various different things like learning about crisis actors, learning about false flags, hoaxes in general, um, and just, you know, what they can do. Um, and, yeah, I guess when it came to... So I was, I was listening to a lot of alternative media for a few years leading up to that, and I had hardly any followers on Twitter. I didn't think it'd snowball like this ever. Um, I would just used to comment on the other thing, didn't get any likes, whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, COVID happened, I guess, what, March 2020. There may have been a week or two of me going, oh my God, you know, Boris saying you must stay at home, all that. It upset me more than anything. I just thought, oh my God, life is not gonna be the same ever again. And well, I think I was right about that in in many ways. Um, well, I mean, it was early. On. I think you were um, when obviously when we started Hearts of Oak just maybe two weeks before lockdown. You know, we had a mass lobby apartment planned on thirteenth or fourteenth of March, twenty twenty. So it was interesting looking to see what was out there. And we, like everyone else, every single person at the beginning was wondering what the hell is happening and trying to make sense of it. Um, you exactly in the same boat as all of us with no other information than all of us have. Um, and yet you, along with a couple of other people we noticed, were uh, beginning to question what was happening very early on. Um, was that because of stuff you'd watch because just for you it didn't add up? Uh, what was it for you kind of personally? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about this. Obviously, so much has happened over the last few years that um, it's hard to pinpoint. But yeah, I, I think um, just the... I guess leading up to it and being able to uh, change my viewpoint on what propaganda is and just like yeah. how media operates, it was just so intense. I mean, the classic one is, you know, all the videos of the Chinese people dropping down dead and, and barricading the doors and all that. It just, you know, I wasn't seeing a pandemic um and i guess about 2020 i didn't know of anybody being ill um and yeah i think there was one particular uh thing that i watched i used to su subscribe to jason Bird. you know do you know who he is mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so Jason Burns is responsible for documentaries on like 9-11, Loose Change and, you know, uh, looking into what happened there and I followed mm. him watch that and he did a thing called um it's still on his youtube channel now uh, miraculously called uh, a watch along with uh, so it was event 201 he did a watch along um of the exercise because it uh, broadcast the videos and he explained exactly what was happening at every point made it really easy to watch and i was just fascinated by that they were showing what they would do in a pandemic so that it was held, held by the bill and melinda gates foundation and they were all people from captains of industry there um and including people from the world health organization and whatnot and it was just mimicking everything that we that we, we, we saw on tv in 2020 two sides of the argument what that would look like on, on a uh, news channel with somebody pro-vaccine all that kind of thing it all fell into place for me really okay um it was the as i said at the beginning it was the Never forget these people. You're right that people have very, very short memories. Um, and you begin to, I guess, highlight uh, what these people were saying and uh, arrange. Um, were there, I mean, were there particular people that kept coming up for you? Or are there any that you have a real, um, a real issue with because they are so complicit? Uh, kind of, why did you begin to put that together? Yeah, um, that's, there's, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, just to go over that, it's not just people on the TV, it was politicians, it was headlines in newspapers, it was yeah. you know, radio presenters, it was just absolute nonsense coming from everywhere, really. Um, do you want me to pinpoint particular people? Yeah, because I guess there's so many sections, and you're right, uh, there are politicians, there are uh, media, there are so-called experts. You've got the whole medical community. Um, there's a there's a whole uh, a whole range. I think for certainly for me, I remember early on people saying uh, really how awful Matt Hancock is and how we can't trust him. I think earlier on I was saying, well, you know, maybe he's he's doing his best. Now I would cross the street if I saw him. I just wouldn't oh. want to go near him. So yes. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, that's a, a, there's a classic, uh, Matt Hancock, that probably mo the most popular that everybody knows, yeah. when um, the first recipient of the co COVID jab, oh, sorry, was it the second? So the first mm. one was called Margaret Keenan, um, and the second one was a guy called William Shakespeare, who's uh, sadly passed away now, um, but it was a very old man, so we can't you know, attribute it to that. Um, and he was on Good Morning Britain, wasn't he, uh, with his famous... Yeah. Uh, Years, but I don't think he was crying at all or try or, or holding back tears. I think he was uh, holding back laughter. In my own, in my own opinion, I do, I do. If you look at it closely, yeah. So that was a that was a classic one. Um, and then in relation to Good Morning Britain, uh, we've got Doctor Hillary Hillary Jones, who has done has said some obscene things. There was, but also some ridiculous things. Like there was a classic. Um, how to give somebody, how to resuscitate somebody. I don't know if you've seen this video. And uh, it did the rounds and uh, went viral because he said to put a piece of cloth over the face when uh, doing so because of COVID. Did you see that one, Peter? <laughs> no, I missed that. I will look it up. I missed it. I'll dig it out. That was, that was uh, quite hilarious. Although I think that, that um, advice came from St John's Ambulance. So, yeah, but that's when... Um, people thought you could transmit COVID, so I don't, I don't know what, 
what's going on there. But um, yeah, there was some other ones. One of the, a few of the main ones that really irked me were uh, propaganda about the vaccine aimed at children. Uh, so I don't know if you've so Greg James, one of the prominent uh, BBC Radio One presenters, the morning presenter, is a is a good fun. Is is a good to listen to, but um, his he used to uh, do a version of a song called Fascination by Alpha B and it changed, changed the words to vaccination, making it all fun and entertaining and, uh, you know, and, and especially when it was his day to have his vaccination, it, it, went, it really went to town on that. Um, yeah, there was another one, uh, there was Teletubbies, so the children's uh, TV uh, series, uh, they put a tweet out on the official Teletubbies or CBBC uh, Twitter saying, we've had our vaccination, when you've had yours you can come play too, or something like that. And I think it was actually deleted was that tweet, but I managed to get hold of that and we'll never forget these Teletubbies. Um, what, there, I mean, there are a whole lot of various. One is uh, children, and I um, really think those people really should be locked away for what they've done pushing that. Then you've got the adults. You've got, as you said, the Hillary Jones wheeled out nearly daily um, to tell us on Jeremy Vine doing his thing on the radio. Um, and someone I guess we have all learned to hit and uh, we should all be done for hate crimes, uh, how we feel against Piers Morgan um, and how he has pushed it. And he really puts himself forward as someone who will speak the truth, who will call lies out, and yet he was giving the same BS as everyone else, but to another level. Yeah, it's funny you should say that, because um, before I uh, joined this call, um, I was it was flagged that he'd done a video so on his on his show um, in the last couple of weeks where he's backtracked. Have you seen that? Yeah, uh, seen it. The facts have changed, apparently. Um, and so I, I have tweeted that out and I've seen some of the comments uh, uh, totally disagreeing with, you know, that stance. People can change their minds, but how did people, you know, little people like us see through it? I mean, either, either know or you don't, or you can maybe do, I hate this phrase, but do your own research. Uh, to see why people think that, rather than just calling people conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers, um, which he, you know, went to town on, didn't he? Um, in many, many ways, including against footballers, footballers who uh, refuse the jab should um, get uh, sacked and all this kind of thing. He was a cheerleader for all of that. And so, you know, lives have been lost. A, a, a girl uh, commented on, on this particular tweet. Uh, it was a lady, sorry, uh, with a picture of her daughter. Um, a daughter pre-jab and after jab, and she said she's had two miscarriages and she's going through chemotherapy now. Um, whether, you know, we don't know if it can be attributed to that or not, but that's obviously her stance and whether it's been um, a diagnosis saying it's because of that. I don't, I don't know, but we've, we've heard many, 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 many stories. I know many people who've um, been injured. I know it's quite unbrand for me <laughs> to say that. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm going to be cautious of vaccines from now on. I've had a flu jab when I didn't need one when I worked in a medical centre when I was in my twenties. So it's not something that's um, been instilled in me, so to speak. Um, tell us. Yeah, go on. No, tell um, you. 
I'm I'm trying to work out, and you're probably exactly the same. And I've given uh, these people, I guess, initially a lot of leeway, and well, they're just doing what they think is right. Uh, but then the flip side is, you get it, I get it, many others get it. Um, so why do they not? I mean, I think it was was it the Delling Poll when he was on GB News and he called that woman a useful idiot. Um, and I'm wondering, is that? Do you think that's the case? Certainly, when you look at the media, um, that they are just gullible; they're just being sucked in. Um, do you think that's what it's all about? They've kind of just bought the fear, like everyone else, and just repeating the mantra. Yeah, good question. Because I was thinking about this specific clip, um, which has just come to mind of a lady on. Uh, good morning, good morning, Britain. But she has been on GB News um, uh, called Dr. Sarah Kayat. Now the video is still doing the rounds, and the video is still um, on the This Morning Twitter feed, and it's where she's saying that uh, with a ridiculous grin on her face, almost like she had some happy pills before saying it. Uh, that she, uh, the, the good news is that the vaccine is one hundred percent safe and effective from hospitalisation and death. And then Philip Schofield, oh, sorry, it was this morning, and Philip Schofield goes, really? I haven't heard that. And, yes, yes, yes. And that is still doing the rounds. And that is classic misinformation, isn't it? And so I think, yeah, back to your question about have people, especially media people, bought the lies. I think some deliberately mislead, and I think some specifically talking heads on panel shows are just hypnotising like a lot of the rest of the nation are. Um, uh, classic one, Benjamin Butterworth is, uh, I always like to bring his name up. <laughs> that unbelievable vitriolic thing. And I, and I think he actually does believe what he says. I, I think he does. And I think the majority of them can't be in on it, can they? No, exactly. And those those people, I guess, the the hatred, I mean, for us, we kind of feel sorry for those who have bought into the lie, where for those in the media, certainly, it is hatred, hatred and vitriol against those who have a different opinion. And I thought the whole thing in media is to, to listen to different people and to let the viewer weigh it up. But I've realised that's not the case. It's simply to put forward a certain position, a certain line. Yeah, the case. Yeah, the case is they're not simply disagreeing with you. They wanted horrible things to happen to people who, who disagree with the government narrative. And yeah, that is why I started that because it. it, it like I said, it wasn't simply a, a matter of she thinks that he thinks that, and that, therefore we both think each other are wrong. It was. You know, everyone was being persecuted. Um, tell me, because you're, I guess, anyone who's on social media, in effect, becomes a media person. And to the degree of, I guess, following and, um, yeah. Uh, so tell us about that. What's What has that been like for you, putting this out, um, gaining, not, not in notoriety, but actually having people join on that the information you're putting out um, and it becomes it you actually become a source of information how how has that felt over I guess over the last two odd years strange 
yeah it is quite strange um yeah i've been i've been fortunate enough to you know meet a lot of people who are, who follow me on twitter and vice versa i was and follow back you know uh, protests and um, been to festivals and yeah um it's history i, I told my mum my was coming on this and she's like you why and she, you know and I, I, maybe i don't get it really but <laughs> it's, it's it's lovely and strange at the same time i must admit no, this, I mean, what, what we're doing, it's, it's all about talking to people. It's about, you've got some people who are high profile, you've got people in politics or media or medicine. Or, um, it, it's just great to have a conversation because the conversation you can have on Hearts of Oak or many other platforms, you can't necessarily have in, in the mainstream. Um, and it's all about presenting and, and putting putting voices out. And I guess that's what you've been doing over, over the last two odd years on Twitter. Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. And like I said, prior to COVID and me, um, in the words of James Dellingpole, shit posting on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I didn't have many interactions, and and even on Facebook actually, like Facebook was always for um, people I know in real life and um, family and friends. And I think in 2020, somebody said, "Why don't we start?" It was like-minded people start adding each other and um, then we can interact that way. And yeah, so I think, well, actually my, my profile uh, got permanent permanently deleted in October 2020 that I'd had for 13 years, lost everything, couldn't appeal because I'd started a group called Citizens Unite UK and it got like 17,000 people in there. There were nothing, you know, um, let's go and bomb parliaments or anything it was all just people interacting sharing memes all that kind of stuff i think memes have got us through a lot of this um yeah so i managed to create a new account and even now more uh people on there i don't know than i, than I do know um but it's all like kind of one big family really um and so yeah i think social media has definitely been a hindrance in a lot of ways but a help and uh there's been a lot of funny moments over the last couple of years as well that I, I think it's important to share them and make go viral. No, absolutely, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about memes and humour uh, later on when we uh, we talk about your event coming up. Um, but another group of people, and we we started on Matt Hancock, but the list is vast, and from I mean kind of part of my background has been in, in politics and watching those MPs one after one repeat the same lines is kind of as if they were, well, this is what you have to read or you're you're paid to say this. Um, as much as any, any media outlet, um, and they supposedly had the data, supposedly had the information, had access to anything. I mean, in Parliament, you can ask for a report on anything so they could get hold of everything. And yet, they they pushed it. Um, I mean, how do you do? You see that our politicians they're in a different um, a, a different class. I don't mean levels. I just mean a different area of society. Um, how do you see what they have done when you look through some of the politicians? Well, I think well, the whole Partygate instance comes to mind, and what really annoyed me apart from the reporting of it, was the public reaction and people, again, people I know in real life who aren't on the same page, they didn't understand what the way I was looking at it. So the way I looked at it was they clearly knew there was nothing to be scared of 
and that's why it happened. Not that they were being naughty behind the scenes um, and just thought they could get away with it. That's not what happened. They knew there was nothing to be scared of. And that is still my stance and always will be, will be my stance. Even, again, back to our favourite Matt Hancock, or um, Manfler, as I like to call him. <laughs> uh, he, you know, videos of him ripping his mask off, walking walking down Downing Street, ripping his mask off as he walked through the door. He was on his own, you know, about to be greeted by people and, and mingle. And it just things like that. And again, back to Facebook, I'd like to, I wanted to share these with, you know, people on the, on the who haven't woken up, I hate saying that anymore. Um, and you never get comments or likes. So they just, I, I, they're just abominable, really. Every single one of them, and I, I, I don't even, you know, people like Charles Walker and things like that, and Desmond Swain. It was like a glimmer of hope for a lot of people, and then somehow let the side down. Like they were kind of saying what you wanted to hear, but not going through with like Desmond Swain pictured having his jab, like a right mess, didn't he as well? Um, yeah, and just and people just disappearing, and so they're not on our side. Hi, when. I mean, the politicians, the whole party gate thing, I, I couldn't uh, work out why people were angry at MPs and those working there for ignoring the rules, for going off drinking. But they didn't link that to these people actually weren't scared of anything. Uh, they simply were, they were angry at breaking of rules. But again, two and two should come to four. And the public in general weren't connecting this to actually what what are what are we scared of if they're not scared of anything? Yeah, well, it's this mass formation psychosis, which is actually hypnosis. I'm pretty sure of it, um, and it it links up to so many things that the people aren't seeing. I think some more are seeing, seeing what we see and saw, um, but not enough. A, a, a story. If we go back to the vaccine, um, my friend was saying the day that. Um, his mum's friend had uh, been in A and E four times in, in within a, the week after the booster. Uh, this next, this last booster, and so she was. She, his mother has not had it. Um, was also telling her other friends, and they still went to had it anyway. And so it's like you can give them real life evidence of, you know, reasons not to, or you know, reasons why we think the way we think. Or see the way we see, and it just doesn't does not register, and it, and it just blows my mind. Oh, it really does. And you you mentioned memes, and memes certainly uh, have got us through when you can cry at something, or you can try and use cartoons or humor to actually bring a, a lighter side. Um, and part of that is your event coming up in the comedy club. Tell us how. That came obviously it's too late for people to get tickets, but maybe there will be another one. Tell us how that kind of came about and when it's on. Give us the info on it. Hey, okay, right. So they I, I one of my favorite podcasters is a guy called James Dellingpole and the Dellingpod. You've had him on yourself, I think. Yeah. Um and I was lucky enough to meet him at a festival in Sussex a few months ago, which is a freedom festival, and I uh, got quite pally with him, his brother and his sister, all lovely people. Um and 
so it, I had an idea about three weeks ago. Wouldn't it be great to go and see a Dellingpod live? So for context, he did a Dellingpod live at the festival and um, it was really good. And so that uh, light bulb came into my head and I also uh, thought, well, why don't we make a, a big thing of it and get a few um, censored stand-up comedians on as well and you can interview them afterwards. And so uh, we've got Abby Roberts, who's one of um, my favourite comedians. She's been thrown off Twitter, sadly. You can find her on Telegram, though. Um, Alistair Williams, um, a lady called Tanya Edwards, and Carl Vernon, who um, is quite prominent on YouTube and Twitter. He's uh, started to do his own uh, bits of stand-up. So, yeah, so I contacted James and he was really up for it and everybody else, of course, was up for it. Um, and the beauty of these comedians is they're also on the right side of history and massively hilarious. I'm really looking forward to it. And so in three weeks, I'm so pleased it's sold out. But he's going to hopefully stream it and you'll be able to find it online so i'll advertise that on my twitter page too and hopefully i will persuade him to do more across the country i'm pretty sure i can uh blackmail blackmail him into that oh it would be great and carl for and i i love um alistair williams is so funny abby roberts been on numerous times and and it's great to have these i guess it's yeah it is about looking at the not the bright side because it's a very dark side but trying to find um humor in that in that darkness, and um, but it's going to be in where the it's the comedy club, backyard backyard comedy club Bethnal Green, yeah. So yeah, I think it's owned by the comedian Lee Hurst, who's also um, one of us, if you will. Um, so hopefully he might turn up as well. But yeah, yeah, it, it's just making fun of the madness, and that's just what what it's all about, really, isn't it? And. It would be good to take it around the country, wouldn't it? It would be you basically you have to find venues, I guess, who are up for um I, I maybe maybe by this stage they're willing to, maybe before they would be absolutely fearful. But um I'm sure there are a good network of venues across the country that Dellingpod live afternoon of comedy could go all over. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I've had so much interest, but there are even people coming from Scotland to see it. So I think if they'd even appreciate it if we uh, took it up up north, maybe. Yeah, find somewhere in Manchester that'd be uh, central for everybody. So what? Um, as you look, I mean, ever kind of the COVID situation has changed things. We're told it's gone, and then we're told no, it might be just back around the corner. Um, kind of when you look forward uh the information you want to put out how you want to connect with people um how how do you see that role now we are actually told don't worry it's possibly safe as long as you wash your hands enough it's safe to go out and um, kind of how do you see i guess yourself fitting into that that, that is i i have no idea honestly i have no, I have no plans i mean you know, when like the whole uh, Ukraine and Russia thing happened a few months ago, and we kind of thought that was it for COVID, um, I thought maybe I'll be taking a back seat. I don't know about the history of Crimea and all that kind of thing, and I'd be a fool to pretend to. I put the other thing out, and I have my beliefs, but I can't be certain on many things. I was, I'd, I'd, I'd um, up on COVID, I could, I could have a debate with anybody, really. I'm not even sure it exists, but that's another thing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, play it by ear, really. Um, see, see how we go. I mean, I've got a regular job. 
Um, so it's not like it's um, my, my main focus. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think it was when Dr. Andrew Kaufman we had earlier on, and I was asking him questions. Uh, it was as if we were on different wavelengths because I was accepting the premise there was a virus that was quite dangerous, but I had lots of questions, and he was coming from the point of view that what virus? And it yeah. was it was uh, it was quite. A, I need to get him on again because it would be a different conversation we would have now that we were having before, and I was obviously a bit behind the curve, even having him on. Um, and he wasn't really getting some of the questions. And it was, I guess, it, that's the conversation, I guess, that a lot of people are having. The people are at different points. Um, and it's about putting those people over. And it is easy to mock and ridicule. But actually, at the end of the day, you want to win people over. Um, and I guess things like comedy, information you're putting out, is all part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back to that, I, I've always been of the stance, you know, 99.7% survival rate, this is the biggest overreaction in history uh, and whatnot. And I guess, like I said earlier, looking back on 2020, I, I didn't know anyone who was ill. I spoke to um, people who had relatives who were nurses at the local hospital and even the nurses were apparently saying it's a load of old crap. Um, and then... 2021 the vaccine comes and people are uh, ill left right and center i know people personally were going uh, to a and e i know people who say they have covid um i've not, luckily i've not been ill i've not obviously had the vaccine um and then there's all the 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 um testimonies around radiation poisoning and stuff like that again can't be sure about anything i'm not an expert in any of those i've got my own opinions i'm never going to put that this is fact this is fact uh because i don't know so um but maybe i will know in the future maybe we'll all know if it's all coming out and people there's a the great backpedaling happening and uh, the fires are coming out today to say they knew um that the vaccine wouldn't prevent transmission if there's such thing as transmission of a virus, I don't know. Well, you know, so, yeah, it's interesting times at the moment. But it's all about that and then who actually pays, who is punished for putting that information out. I mean, they they lied to everyone outright and a lot of people accepted that lie as truth. And now they're backpedalling. Um, I would, uh, actually, the more and more I think about it, I would I do think that we have to have a series of trials and actually uh, lock people away, possibly yeah. for life, who have possibly killed. Uh, uh, you talk about figures, and we don't know what the figures are because we're not the experts. We're just commentating. But the figures could be off the scale. Um, and I think someone has to pay for that. Um, I'm assuming you agree with me, but also think actually it'll never happen. Well, yeah, I do agree with you. And uh, actually, before the our call, I put a poll on Twitter. Um, I'll just see what, how it's doing. Actually, I'm looking now. So an hour ago, and it's had 1,988 votes so far. I put, if Dr. Shillery Jones and Jeremy Vine admitted they were wrong about everything and are now deeply regretful and sorry, would you forgive them? So do you want to have a guess at what, what that looks like? I'm like, looking. 93% no. I'm looking at it now. Just about to hit a thought. 2,000 votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've looked at some comments as well. Some are saying, like, reluctantly no and things like that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's 
did people deliberately mislead? Did were people hoodwinked into it? And by people, I mean media uh, personalities and politicians uh, to an extent. And would they be responsible for the words, even though they were hoodwinked? It, yeah, something needs to come to a head. I don't know what that's going to look like, and whether it is Piers Morgan standing up and saying, "I'm sorry to everybody I offended, I insulted, I harassed in many many ways." And hurt, really, because, you know, people were blackmailed into locking down, taking the jab, when, all, all that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of people who need to say sorry. I, what I was going to say about what I would like to happen to Pierce Morgan, I maybe won't record it and say it publicly. I think probably the best thing would just be to put him in a dark hole somewhere and he can piss himself off and annoy himself and not us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely perfect. But again, all these TV shows um, in America as well. I used to pathetically. I used to watch The View, um, and the re that wasn't in my celebrity days. That was in my awake days when I when I just thought I want to see what vitriol they're putting out to the the public. And I don't know how I did it. And in fact, so much so that when I went to America in 2019, I was I went in the audience just to <laughs> see it for myself. And uh, yeah, so the the view and uh, this morning Jeremy Vine show they've, they've almost gone in, in, in a sinister direction over the last few years, and I think you know with Philip Schofield and this, uh, it's getting vilified for a lot of things at the minute alongside Holly Willoughby. Um, yeah, they, they really need to have a, a good look at themselves and just look back on you know in, in fact Matthew Wright from uh the right stuff who was also on the clip with uh Bev Turner on on this morning when I first started the, the series uh he blocked me not so long back because I, I found um a video of him on when he was on the LBC and he was vilifying the caller talking about masks on children in school and all this kind of stuff yeah, and, and, he, and he, I've had a few of them uh, back chat on the screen and drawn their attention, um, but I've been blocked by a hell of a lot of them, include, including Piers Morgan, Matthew Wright, uh, all them kind of people. Could go, I could go on, actually. I won't. <laughs> You're very lucky that Piers just want anything to do with you. Well done. Um, and people can get you on Telegram, so uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't paid it much attention recently, but I started a Telegram channel because I, some, somehow I've not been suspended on, on Twitter. Um, I've had a, a lot of 24-hour suspensions, seven-day suspensions and whatnot. I think they're keeping an eye on me, perhaps. Even Marianne Spring from the BBC hasn't blocked me. So, um, yeah, so I started a Telegram channel just to keep people um, up to date and we could communicate and have a laugh. And you can also do things like... Um, group video chats on there and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's called Let's Cut the Crap. Uh, so if you want to look at that, you can find it in my bio on Twitter too. Okay, and our viewers and listeners can find it also in the description underneath. Um, Charlotte, thanks for coming. It's it's always good to talk to people who are uh, putting the right stuff out. Uh, and thanks for jumping on and chatting to us and letting us know a little bit of uh, what you're putting out. So thank you. Oh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you, Peter, as well. 
Not at all. Let me just finish off with our viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, watching on any of the video platforms, uh, including the ones that don't do live streams because it's pre-record. And thank you if you're listening, if you enjoy listening on the go to the podcast on Podbean or any of the other podcasting apps. Thank you so much for being part of it. And uh, to our viewers and listeners, I wish you a wonderful rest of your day, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in and look forward to having you for the next interview very soon so thank you and goodbye if you like what we do sign up to our mailing list donate share and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofoke.org thank you for listening